All right, boys and girls, it's your Uncle Jimmy once again coming to you from the Rock and Roll Garage with another episode of Grease the Wheels, the podcast for technicians. You know who you are. You know where you work. You know what you do. You know what you like to do. You know what you wish you were doing. I hope you know what you wish you were doing. Today, I want to talk to you about a subject that I spent a little bit of time thinking about this after somebody said something to me about this, and it was totally unrelated to this podcast, but it's something that occurred to me that might need to be talked about, and maybe I can help you with it only because... Uh, I don't actually suffer from it. What I'm talking about is the anxiety that technicians feel about the repairs that they make. Now, I think personally, and this is just the way I think, the only technicians in the world who should have any kind of anxiety at all about the repairs that they perform are the technicians who work on airplanes, okay, for obvious reasons. I mean, if you fuck up repairing an airplane, there's a lot of bad things that can happen. A lot of bad things. There's actually not even one good thing that could happen. I mean, at the very worst, if you're an airplane technician and for some reason uh, something doesn't get put back together again correctly, or maybe a tool gets left behind in a spot where it probably shouldn't. I know that they have safeguards against that, but it could conceivably happen. It's one of these things where, uh, you know, that anxiety is actually probably a good thing. And if you work on airplanes and you listen to this, I want to just give you kudos because the anxiety will probably murder my ass to be honest with you and i know that you guys are supremely trained there's an extraordinary amount of training that goes into being an airplane mechanic and if you can't cut it they highly recommend that you don't even try now uh, i have a unique experience with this and i'll just give you this tale real real quick Uh, when i was a teenager i took flying lessons i flew the little Cessna airplanes known as 150s. They had uh, Porsche Continental engines in them, and uh, they made, I don't remember how much horsepower they made, but they made enough horsepower to provide the thrust to create the lift, to lift that airplane into the air. And one of the things that they had on these engines was dual magnetos. And you see this in uh, drag racing, and it's basically, uh, it's it's just, it's a completely redundant system. It's just a backup, and it's right there. And airplanes have the same sort of thing, and it may be where it came from, either the drag racers learned it from the airplane guys or the airplane guys learned it from the drag racers i i kind of doubt that's what happened but uh that's what it's for and one day here i am a 17 year old uncle jimmy uh flying cessna 150s doing these things called touch and goes where you land and then you take right back off again and you go around pattern and you come back in and you land again and then you take right back off again they're called touch and goes and there's a reason for those there's a reason why you do them for an hour or two on a weekend is because landing an airplane is easily the most difficult thing you do with them. Putting them back on the ground is the hardest thing about flying. I mean, once a plane's in the air, any idiot could fly it, really, honestly. Um, I mean, there's sure there's some things you need to know, but if you fly an airplane, you gotta know how to land the son of a bitch, you know? That's that's it. I mean, you don't just point the thing at the ground and it lands itself. It's, it doesn't work that way. You have to know what you're doing. And so you practice it over and over and over and over again. And then when you get tired of practicing it, you keep practicing it some more. You want to make sure that you've got it down and you know how to do it. And they're not going to give you a pilot's license if you don't know how to land a plane. That's just as simple as it gets. So I'm doing these touch and goes, a 17-year-old kid. And my father was actually watching me, which is kind of unusual because my father really never really cared too much about what I did. But he was there that day watching and I was doing solo touch and goes. And it was about five, maybe 600 feet off the ground when one of the magnets needles in the engine of the plane I was flying quit. And so what that did in that particular airplane was it cut the power to about half. Now I had had, obviously, I was flying, like I said, I was flying solo as a teenager. I knew what to do. I knew that I had to lower, I was in a climb when this magneto quit. My airspeed started to drop off rapidly because my 
engine was power was down and so i lowered the nose to keep the airspeed where i needed it to be to, to continue to create lift i brought that plane around probably as quickly as anybody ever has and i put it right back on the ground again only this time i didn't take off again taxied into the uh, hangar where the mechanic was working and uh, this was not just a regular corner Snoko station mechanic. This guy knew what he was up to, and he had actually just done a hundred-hour service on this plane, so he should have, you know, he. I don't know what actually ended up happening. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but the Magneto had failed, and so he had to repair that plane before anybody could fly it again. I think that my instructor, who was also uh, observing what I was doing that day, sort of casually he found out that i my instruction had been good that my training had been successful that i was able to actually overcome an emergency situation and safely land the plane and not die that day so if you have if you are an airplane mechanic of any kind if you service jets or small planes or whatever kind of planes if you've been in the military and you've done those planes i think that could be ex extraordinarily nerve-wracking to do those there's a, a special anxiety i believe that probably goes along with that like i said i'm guessing but as an automotive mechanic if you have any kind of anxiety about what they do and your role in what they do or what they continue to do i think you need to dial it down a notch honestly now i'm supremely confident myself personally in what i do to cars i i know what's going Going on. There's not much that a car can do that I'm not going to know how to repair it again. Even if the uh, the damage or the uh, concern is catastrophic, I still I know what to do. I've been around long enough. I've replaced engines. I've replaced transmissions. I've rebuilt engines. I rebuilt transmissions. I've changed every freaking part there is on a car. I think on a previous podcast, I made the statement that uh, because I was in parts at one time, that not only have I sold every single part there is for a car you name it i've sold it i've also bought it and installed it so i'm pretty familiar with what i'm up to so there's a, an extraordinary amount of confidence that i carry with me and there's really nothing that anybody can put in my bay and stump me with if you are one of these technicians who is not sure of himself and your confidence level is not very high i still want to assuage your anxiety okay because here's what happens if you don't fix a car correctly and it's going down the road and it stops running what happens well frankly that car just rolls to a stop okay so you know maybe it's not the ideal situation for the customer it never is it's never going to be but if that happens okay it happens and you're going to have to bite the bullet and fix the car right or figure out why it stopped running and, and in some cases and i think even in many cases it's not something that you did uh, sometimes it is something that you did but you're going to have to just get over it really honestly now if a car doesn't run let's say a car won't start that's the most harmless piece of equipment in the world a car that doesn't run isn't going to go anywhere it isn't going to run over a, a bus stop full of people it isn't going to crash into another car on a highway it isn't going to flip over and catch fire and kill the owner if the car doesn't run it doesn't run it's not going anywhere so there's really no anxiety there as far as an automobile goes as, as far as i'm concerned okay because yeah you want to do a good job you want to fix the car, right? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know what? I know that all of you that are listening to this can do that. If you go home with some sort of anxiety, did I tighten this? Did I tighten that? Did I tighten this? Did I make sure I got that right? Is that adjusted correctly? Stop doing that. It's not that important, you know? I mean, unless, unless you know, I mean, some yeah, there are things that can happen to cars that can cause dangerous situations. If you forget to bolt on a wheel and it falls off and they crash and that wheel hits somebody and kills them, that's one thing. But I'm betting you good money that a lot of the 
technicians that are listening to this podcast right now haven't had that happen to them. Now, I've had situations where a lug nut has fallen out because, believe it or not, I forgot to tighten it up completely, but the other four were there and they were doing their job. So it's just not something that a technician who's got even a modicum of skill has happened to them. And, and the anxiety of waiting around for something bad to happen, I don't, I don't think you need to carry that home with you. I don't think you're paid. I don't think that any of us are paid enough to care that goddamn much. I mean, even if a wheel falls off, and I've had a wheel fall off on me. It was kind of an odd situation, but uh, I was actually towing a car, and the wheel fell off. And it, and that almost killed me, but only because of where I was and how fast I was going. When I was going way too fast, so I can freely admit that, okay? But that wheel didn't hit anything or anybody. It didn't damage anything other than my ego and uh, the quarter panel of the car I was towing. And from that, I was actually able to collect myself and, and get back on the road again within probably about 15 minutes. So it wasn't catastrophic. As I said before, I knew what I'm, I know what I'm up to, and I was able to put that car back together again so I could continue on my journey with that car. If you suffer from this sort of thing, the anxiety of, uh, maybe not repairing a car correctly. You need to kind of uh, examine what you're doing. Maybe you need to slow down. Maybe you need to pay more attention. Maybe you need to put the phone down because if you got other things that you're worrying about, you kind of need to clear your mind. You need to clear your mind of whatever it is that is distracting you because you know, I've said, as I've said before here, you know, if a car doesn't run, it's not going to hurt anybody. But if a, if a car screws up going down the road, if a, if a wheel falls off, okay, that could be fatal. Make sure that the fucking wheels are bolted on, all right? Now, if you leave a wheel loose and you don't catch it on a test drive, how loose could it be? I have, and this is just a, a personal thing, This is, and this is dumb, but uh, I'm going to share it with you, and maybe it'll help you, because I know that... Uh, the people I work with notice that I do this because I'm kind of out there. I'm being loud a lot of the times. But uh, if you work with me, you know what I'm talking about. One of the things that I do to help avoid this kind of problem is I will actually, like if I'm, the, the, the problem I have is with the oil drain plugs, okay? I put cars up in the air, pulled the drain plug out, drained out the oil, put the drain plug back in, set it back down on the ground, and then have to lift it right back up again. Do you know why? Because I cannot remember tightening the fucking drain plug. I cannot remember doing it. I, I've done it a gazillion times, but I cannot remember tightening the drain plug. And I mean, we're talking even 30 or 40 seconds later. I think to myself, did I tighten the drain plug? I look at the ratchet and the ratchet's, the, the handle of the ratchet says that it was in the tighten mode. In my mind, I can't remember if I tightened the fucking drain plug. It's stupid. It is dumb. So what I've taken to doing, and this, and I tell you that this helps, it's unbelievable. It's really ridiculous. Ridiculous, okay? But what I do now, and I've been doing it, it's kind of, kind of gotten in the habit of doing it. When I tighten up a drain plug on a car and I get it to the point where it's tight and I'm done tightening it, I've been doing this for a while, so I don't over-tighten them, thank you very much. I'm not one of those guys. I don't torque them with a torque wrench. Maybe I should, but I also don't over-tighten them. I'm doing it by hand because I have a good feel about that sort of thing. But once I'm done tightening them, my brain starts to move on to the task at hand next. And then I forget completely whether or not I've tightened the goddamn drain plug, even though it was literally seconds earlier. So what I do is what I've taken to doing in the past, and I still, I, I shouldn't say in the past even, what I've taken to doing is taking the end of my ratchet and tapping on the drain plug. 
and I don't just tap on it once or twice. I tap out a tune, a song of some kind, uh, maybe something by The Who. That's one of my favorite bands. Maybe something by Pink Floyd, or maybe just you know tapping out the opening notes of uh, Lowrider. You know anything really. And then once I'm done tapping it, I let the car down. I go to put the oil in. I go to put the filter in. I say to myself, "Did you tighten up the drain plug?" Yes, because I, I played Lowrider on it. I can remember tapping the fucking thing with my ratchet, but I can't remember actually tightening it. So that's just a little, I think they have a name for it. I'm not sure if it's mnemonics or something like that, but the, that's how I remember that I tightened the drain plug. And it saved me a lot of anxiety over the, over the course of, well, probably the last 15 years, honestly. It's just a little tap thing I do with the, with the end of the ratchet. Just tap, 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 tap. You know, maybe uh, maybe tap out a tune real quick. Maybe the, the opening notes of War Pigs or something stupid like that. You know, I mean, it's really that ridiculous. But I can always remember doing that when I can't remember that I tightened the fucking, fucking drink plug. It's stupid. And that's really about the only thing that gives me anxiety. Now, I've, I've put together an awful lot of cars. I've taken motors out, taken them apart, screwed them back together, put them back in cars, and they run and go and they leave. And there, there's always going to be, I think that it's actually just common or natural. I think it's just natural that you're going to have a little bit of anxiety. Did I forget to tighten this up? Did I remember to tighten that up? Did I adjust this correctly? Did I adjust that correctly? The, some of the boys I used to work with had this thing called the uh, uh, the start button timing challenge, where they would put an engine in a car or maybe just camshafts or a cylinder head. They, they would drop the uh, the timing fixtures on, tighten up the uh, timing chain, uh, drive gears, and then pull that stuff off and not even check to see if it was in time. They would just put it all together, and the way they checked the timing was just to hit the start button. These guys were supremely confident in their skills. And as near as I can tell from talking to them, they never had a problem where they messed something up. But you know what? They were working on other people's cars. And that's actually uh, kind of the point of this actual particular podcast is that when you work on people's cars, they're, they're not yours. Now, yes, you should be diligent in your efforts to fix that car correctly. And if you have to, if you think you should, definitely go back and check your work. I have a thing I do when I put valve cover gaskets on, and uh, I spend a lot of time doing this because I've had a couple, two, three valve cover gaskets that are supposed to kind of stay in place, but you have to wrangle them into the car. And once you wrangle them into the car, the gasket moves out of place, you tighten it down, and then oil pours out of it. Uh, This actually happened on my own car, which was really, really fucking annoying. But uh, so from now on, what I do is uh, the cars I work on typically have uh, a groove that the gasket sits into and it's supposed to hold it in place while you put it together but you know what it doesn't work as well as it should so i put a little spray glue in there spray glue is strong stuff then i put it back together and then because i don't trust myself as far as that goes i take a mirror and i go all the way around the back of the engine to make sure that the gasket is properly in place because i'll tell you what won't nothing will ruin your day faster than having to pull a fucking valve cover gasket back off and redo the gasket that is irritating and it's time consuming it really honestly causes me to go to defcon 6 i don't like to have to fucking do that if you have uh, certain parts of your job that cause you anxiety that it's okay for a little bit of it to creep in i don't think that i would uh, be a very good player of the start button timing challenge that the boys i used to the yacht boys that i used to work with used to uh, uh partake in 
engine. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I, if I timed an engine, I would roll it over a couple of times to make sure that all the marks lined up after it rolled over a couple, two, three times. Just because, you know, if, if something's not bolted in right, it's not going to turn over right. It's going to break stuff. I don't like to break stuff either. If I can avoid it, I won't do it. But just remember, guys, when we're talking about anxiety here, okay, we're, I'm talking about the kind of anxiety that, that paralyzes you, that grips your life and causes you not to be able to enjoy things okay when you come when you come home okay when you get home from work probably the best scenario for you is to forget completely what you did at work that day forget all that shit there's no reason to bring any of that stuff home if you have anxiety about some job that you're doing have have your buddy come over and just take a look at it just say, hey, can you just make sure that, you know, maybe maybe your thing isn't drain plugs, okay? My thing was drain plugs. Obviously, I couldn't remember whether or not I tightened the fucking things up, and so I did the tap thing, and that worked for me. But maybe maybe you get a buddy of yours to come over and just go, hey, you know, make sure all the wheels are tight on this car before I pull out. And uh, I've had technicians cover my ass a couple of times. Um, it doesn't happen very often. I had a car probably about a year ago or so maybe that the uh, oil filter O-ring split, and all the oil was coming out of it, and I I didn't catch it because I was driving the car. And uh, one of the technicians came up to me and said, hey, "You're going to have to pull that back in because you're going to have to redo something underneath there. Oil is pouring out of it." That's all I needed to hear. That that plays a, a big part of it. If your fellow employees, if your fellow technicians are people that you can trust, people are going to kind of have your back. People who will help look out after you, and maybe you look out after them. That's a good thing. Hopefully, that can help you keep the anxiety level in check. You know, I've seen people who are hesitant to do certain jobs, and and I'm really literally never hesitant to do any job. Like I said, I have a lot of experience, so I I go at it. You know, if I gotta take a tranny out, yeah, I'll, I'll take a tranny out. If I gotta take an engine out and pull some pistons out, I'll do that. I don't care. I've done that before. We can do that. If you've got if you've got an anxiety over that, or if you've got some uh, trepidations about that, we'll get you through it. We'll get that damn thing on the stand and get them pistons out. I'll help you out. I'll tell you what to do. You want to yank the crank out and shove the rods through? I can help with that, you know? <laughs> That's one of the things I love about cars, ladies and gentlemen. They're little innuendo machines. They're full of all kinds of things that have crazy double entendre names. It makes it fun to work on sometimes. But that's another another podcast that we did. So, but listen, if you have anxiety over what you're doing and it grips you at home and it causes you to lose sleep, find a way to work around it. Just remember that, you know, these, these cars roll on the planet. They're not in the air, okay? If they don't, if they don't work, if something goes wrong. And believe me, no amount of anxiety is going to change the fact that cars break, okay? Honestly, that's Uncle Jimmy's rule number one of automotive ownership and repair is that cars break. They break. That's what they do. They break. Sometimes they're broken right in a factory when they build them. Sometimes they break on the car carrier. Sometimes they are broken on the lot where you buy them new and sometimes you buy them and they're broken and they they're, and if they're not broken they're going to break every car ever built has broken down at one point or another every single one of them so don't have anxiety because that shit's going to happen that shit is going to happen all right but uh, seriously if you if you experience an extraordinary amount of anxiety and it keeps you from enjoying your life it keeps you from doing things that you want to do and it causes you to be so ultra cautious that you can't be effective as a technician, then maybe that's not the job for you. Maybe you need to grease the wheels right out of the business. It's not worth it, honestly, to have this this type of ailment. There, Yeah, there's a shortage of technicians, and if, if you like working on cars, that's great. But if it's going to cause you immense amounts of anxiety, immense amounts of, of nerves, nobody wants that. 
nobody wants it. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. It's not good for anybody who likes you or loves you. Okay. So let's just not do it. Let's maybe become advisors. Uh, let's maybe work through management, become a service manager. Maybe we, we do something completely different. Maybe you work in an auto parts store or, you know, if you like working around cars and you have anxiety about fixing them and, and not fixing them and, and having things go wrong, work at a junkyard. Those are cars that are already fucked up and nobody is anxious about those cars anymore, ever. You know, if a guy needs a, a strut out of a newer car, you go out with a torch and you hack a big fucking hole in it where the strut lives and then you take off all the shit later that he doesn't need. That's that's great, you know. That that's a real anxiety release right there. I mean, you know, and then that's something that you should keep in mind also when you're working on people's cars is that, you know, in two, three, four years statistically, they're not gonna have that fucking car anymore. They'll have a new one or a different one, or maybe an, an older one. Who knows? You know, some people like me like to drive old stuff, you know. So don't get too worked up because cars are a consumer product, you know, they're like big lighters. They stop running, they stop working, fucking throw them away. What the fuck? There's factories all over the world that are banging them out, you know, 100, 200 an hour or so. They are making new ones because the old ones are just done. They're they're broken. They're, they don't work and they got to go. So don't get too anxious about what's happening to them. And I say this all the time. I actually do honestly say this all the time. I say, I don't, you know, I don't know why this guy's so worked up about the the trim on his car or, or the quarter panel paint being dull or something. It's like that car is going to be upside down in a junkyard in a couple of years with fucking bullet holes in it and mice living in the backseat. You know, it's just, it's the way things go. It's consumer product. Let's not get too anxious about it, okay? Not worth it. Not worth it at all. And if they stop running because of something you did, or if they stop running because the customer thinks it's something you did, don't worry. It just means he didn't get where he was going. That's it. And he'll figure something out. And if you have to fix something again, well, you have to, you might have to swallow your pride and bite the bullet and go back in and fix it right the second time, okay? But they're not going to have to crash land and they're not going to have to keep the nose down to keep the airspeed up. They're just going to roll to a stop. But that's enough of me. I'm your Uncle Jimmy here. Listen, uh, let's not let the job overtake us mentally, okay? Our, our time on this planet is short. We should enjoy ourselves most of the time that we're here. I know I am. I would like for you too as well. And if you got anxiety, let's get it taken care of. If you've got some some thoughts on uh, how to cure the anxiety that some people feel, uh, I'd love to hear it. I don't, like I said, it's not a problem that I have. So, uh, I mean, it tapping on the oil pan, oil drain plug thing, that's just kind of silly. That's an anxiety that I created myself because I can't remember shit. <laughs> but if you've got some tips or tricks or hints, uh, maybe will help some of the, our fellow technicians, let me know what you got going on. Okay. Uh, hit me up. On Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, whatever else there is out there. Give me your opinions. Let me hear what you got to say about this subject. I'm always listening, believe it or not, even though I'm always talking. When you listen, I'm a pretty good listener, okay? Until then, this is your Uncle Jimmy signing off. See you.